Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 20 Minute Marketing. As always, thank you for listening and providing support. Uh, I'm just going to start really quick today uh, with a bit of a quick request, if that's okay. So if you have been enjoying the show and you're listening on Apple Music or another streaming service that might have a review system, uh, then I'd greatly appreciate it, if possible, if you could leave a review or any feedback uh, based on the show or anything that you might like to see in the future or guests or topics. So we're going to roll straight into today's episode, which is episode 17. It's the first episode of 2020, which is really exciting. And I think it's going to be um, a good time to say, I hope you've all have a great year this year. Certainly excited to see what's in store for the future um, for both the podcast and yourselves, and just to see how it grows and gets bigger along the way. So with that being said, I think it's time to say uh, to introduce today's guest. And that is Connie Steele from Flywheels Associates. So hello, Connie. How are you today? I'm good and happy new year to you. Happy new year as well. Uh, Could you provide us with a quick background on yourself and your company? Absolutely. So I'm a seasoned marketing and strategy executive with about actually over 20 years of experience working primarily in the technology industry. Uh, I've worked across startups, scale-ups, and Fortune 500 businesses in both a B2C and B2B capacity. Uh, I now run my own uh, consulting shop called Flywheel Associates, as Ian mentioned. I'm the principal and co-founder, and we're a business strategy and marketing consultancy that focuses on supporting scale-up businesses in getting them to their the next level. Uh, and the way that we do that is fundamentally bridging the gap between strategy and execution, because that is commonly what gets many of them stuck, so that you know we're able to deliver immediate time to value. And more importantly, we really want to operate as an extension of the client's team. We're based in the U.S., specifically in the Washington, D.C. area, and work with clients across a breadth of industries. And you have a successful podcast as well, if I'm correct. Yes, I do. Thank you for asking. It's called the Strategic Momentum Podcast, and we deliver tips, stories, and advice from progressive leaders on how to break through the inertia that many of us face in our work life, really so we can all better understand the business of work and, you know, these executives, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders that we have in the show share the how in terms of creating that important forward movement to propel uh, us forward in reaching our full growth potential as well as the companies they work for. Yeah, so if anyone wants to listen more about um, those topics, uh, head over to um, Connie's podcast and you'll be able to listen to those there. And we're going to move forward on today's show and talk about the main topic in just a moment or so. So it's time to get started and talk about today's episode. I'm really excited about this episode because it's going to be slightly different to all of our previous ones that we've recorded so far. Um, That's because we're going to be talking about a topic called agile marketing. Some of you might know it um, somewhat. Some of you might have no idea what it's about. I certainly didn't have um, any idea whatsoever before I started chatting to Connie about it. Um, But basically, it's more about how so how you operate and implement your strategy overall in your marketing department rather than us looking at a topic such as SEO or social strategy or pay-per-click or something that you could do such as like a daily task. So Connie's going to be spending some time teaching us about agile marketing and how it can have a positive effect on the way that you work. So could you tell us um, what it is basically? Absolutely. So think of it as really twofold. It's a mindset as well as a process. There are really six core values of agile marketing that 
really differentiate it from traditional marketing. So think of it as you know, responding to change over following a very specific plan. It's rapid iterations over big bang campaigns, testing and having data really over opinions and conventions, lots of small experiments over a few large bets, individuals and interactions over a one size fits all, and then really tight collaboration over silos and hierarchy. So in those six principles, you could tell that, you know, it, it's more than just the way that you work. Think of it in summation as this test and learn mindset where you start small, you're constantly iterating, but you're working in full collaboration with all of your stakeholders from beginning to end. What are the core benefits of taking the, this type of approach from maybe an agency, a marketing team, a vendor, or even the end client? What do they get out of uh, a team taking this approach? Absolutely. So I think one of the first things is that it enables you to adapt and pivot based on really the changing dynamics that would happen internally with a client or even honestly with the agency. Um, but you're also able to adapt and pivot within you know, the client's organization and in the market because things all, they're always um, evolving. So, and you may not even know what works necessarily best without putting it out there. Um, it also helps you get to market much more quickly. It's what everybody wants at the end of the day. It then increases the likelihood of having a successful deliverable for you and, and really the end business outcome. Because what's happened is that Everyone has been aligned on the business context and goals from the very beginning. Many times when uh, projects start to fall apart or people aren't happy is because it turns out that not everybody was clear on what the goals, objectives, target audience, and so forth should have been at the beginning. Um, and so everybody's just executing without thinking about what really matters. And at the end of the day, you have a better business relationship with whoever your stakeholders are. So Think of more efficient operations, risk mitigation, speed to market, all that leads to higher quality deliverables and a better working relationship. So at the end of the day, all of that leads to better business outcomes for everyone. And I think, I know it's sort of like a mindset as well of an actionable um, strategic approach, um, but for someone who's never come across agile marketing before at all, is it a case that you can adapt this to your whole overall marketing strategy or is it something that you can take to your everyday smaller tasks or is there a sort of a combination of both? I think it'd be a combination of both, to be honest, because what you have to do as an individual is be clear first and foremost about what the goals of your project are. And the only way you could be clear on what the goals of the project are is to talk to all the stakeholders who are going to be involved. Because in today's world, you never work in a silo. You have to work with multiple people to get your job done. So you got to start there. And when you ask yourself the question, am I clear on what the goals and objectives are? Am I clear on what the target audience is? Am I clear on what the business wants to get out of this project? If you're not clear, you got to talk to the people who are. And the people who are are your stakeholders. And have you been clear about who those stakeholders are to begin with? Those, those components are fundamental in any project that you do, whether it's marketing or something else. So you've got to start there. When you've aligned you know, the vision, the goals, who the team is, then you could start to have 
the next piece of this sort of process, which is ensuring that you have constant collaboration and communication. Because once you put that on paper, you shared it with everybody, they all agree or they disagree, you can ensure that, all right, let's make sure we get on the same page. Let's get on the same page as what the success, the success metrics are. Let's get on, on the same page on what the timeline is. Let's get on the same page on maybe the general approach. So it's fully transparent that people know what's happening, when it's happening, why it's happening. Then you go through this iteration because whatever you put out there, you need to have constant checkpoints anyway. So what you're doing is building that plan, which can change based on the feedback, but, but you're putting that plan in place that has constant milestones. So that's that iteration part. So you have a lot of experience with agile marketing. Um, do you have any examples of how it's worked well for yourself and your team just so that people can visualize how it works? Absolutely. Let me give an example of a video um, that we developed for a client. They are leading global software product development company. And they want to do a case study using a video just because what they do can be complicated to convey. Usually what happens is you write a script, but you know what? Everybody reacts to the words in a very specific way. And each time we shared what the script was, people kept on changing the words and depending on who was looking at it, they changed words even more. So we had gone through lots of iterations of it, not moving forward in the way that we wanted to because they were looking at it very narrowly. Even though fortunately we were all aligned on what the objective was, they were getting so caught up on words. So what we started to do is take a different approach. We started actually sketching things out because in a video, your visuals matter just as much as your words. So because we were doing lots of iterations on scripts and not moving forward in a way that could get us to the next step, what we started to do were sketches sketches of the different elements of the script so people could really see what we would put together by laying out sketches with portions of that script people could see what we were doing from there it moved along much faster because they could then understand the context of what we were trying to convey from there we could edit so it's minimal time and effort to hand sketch then putting together full-blown uh video portions creative executions, music, but we broke down all the components of developing a video case study into more low fidelity parts so people could visually react and understand where we were going. At the end of the day, based on that, that helped us get to market so much faster because they could see what was in our head and we didn't have to spend a significant amount of time and their money, honestly, to create those assets. At the end of the day, we were aligned throughout the entire process. So when it even got to music, when it got to voiceover, all those things which we broke down, they could understand what was, what was in our head, what we would want to do, but they had input as well. So they were working hand in hand with us to shape what the outcome would be. So when they are working in collaboration with you every step of the way and they see what you are doing, they are much more bought into the process and then they will be bought into what the end outcome is. And I guess that equates ultimately to a happier customer because the ad's better, a happier customer for the agency and just everyone involved. You are creating complete transparency and they 
now see your thought process. Many times what happens between you and your client, whoever they may be, they feel like there's someone operating, you know, that you're this black box. You go away, you do this work, you come back, and they don't really know what went into it. Or, you know, the, the individuals that have been building the marketing campaign haven't been able to convey very clearly the uh, strategic approach or even the tactical approach as to the why behind your execution. Once they understand the why, then you're going to have somebody who is more aligned to what it is you're doing. And I think I have two, sort, two questions sort of came to mind when you were listing your example. If you were all sat at that table doing the sketches and that still, still didn't work, um, how do you know what to do next? And is there a time where you think, okay, this, this project or this plan isn't working? And then I think I'll go on to the next question afterwards because that's quite a big one. So to answer that one, when those sketches aren't exactly what they're thinking, what you're doing is you're co-collaborating with them. So when they can, that's not quite working because many times your client may not know exactly what it is they want, but you're getting them to verbalize that to you in real time. So you're working together in real time. So say, you know what? I like the idea. That idea that you have in those words is right, but that visual isn't right. Well, let's work together to figure out what may be in your head. And then you're building it in, in a collaborative fashion. That's what's the, the beauty of this is that many times there are thoughts, um, there are ideas that your client has, but if you're not with them all the time, you can't extract the value that's in there. So at that moment, you're able to do so. And then my second question was, um, I know you're talking a lot about how you, you were looking at words and how some people liked them, some people didn't. On a personal level, just when I'm writing for myself, like individually, whether that's a blog or ad copy or something else, sometimes I could stare at a sentence for, for 10 minutes and think, wow, like, I just do not like it, but I don't necessarily know how to change it. So how could you sort of, is there a way to adapt it when you're on your own as opposed to a team and you're all looking around the table? That's where you quickly find that partner of yours who can reflect the target audience that you are writing this piece for to get their quick reaction. A lot of this, again, is putting it in the market, whatever your market may be, and giving them the opportunity to give you immediate feedback so that you can determine whether or not you're on point. When you do it in a vacuum, you tend to then overthink things at times, or you can um, which can then impact your speech market. So have that partner, whether it's in-house or externally, or build, honestly, maybe that little village of people who could be your focus group and quickly shoot them off your copy idea and say, does this feel right to you? They can validate it for you. And then you can get other ideas and continue to, to build on what, what you've already done. Yeah, and I guess that point that you've just made now is all um, just in business in general like there's so many people on your team or even if you're a freelancer if you have a network around you go ask questions and go ask people what, what they think about your ideas or your plans or something and if they are your friends or your business partners or whatever they will give you honest feedback absolutely you know everybody has a set of requirements that they're operating off of in the beginning but requirements can change so what you need to be able to do is get that in-market feedback to Someone validate your assumptions all the time. And if you can have that approach where I've 
where you've initially set up your requirements, but you know you need to adapt and pivot and adapting and pivoting can be as tactical as what I talked about or as strategic as I talked about, then you're gonna be able to evolve your product much faster and get to a better end outcome. And I think I'm just gonna summarize with one final question. Um, it's got a couple of um, layers to it. Um, so say someone's listening to the show and they think, oh, okay, I think I'm gonna give Agile Marketing a try. I'm gonna uh, implement it um, tomorrow, next week or next month or, or anytime soon. Where do you think they could start? What should they do first? And are there any resources that they could use for guidance or a bit more help? I think the key thing to start is just asking those fundamental strategic questions. First is, what's the goal and objective of the project that I'm trying to do? And specifically the target audience, who are the people that need to be involved? And based off of that, that forms your plan. Work with those people to then build out the cadence in which you're gonna communicate the deliverables on a regular basis. That's really just where it starts. Once you are all aligned and everybody's on the same page, things will start to naturally flow. But think about your deliverables in a way where you can quickly give them um, tangible things to react to on a much faster basis. Because if you're assuming I need to flesh out every single bit of detail, then that's where you're gonna get caught up because what you may be thinking may not be fully aligned with what your stakeholders might be thinking or even what the market is thinking. So start to think about breaking down some of those maybe bigger tasks that you've typically done into things in which can be reacted to much faster. And then uh, resources, you know, we've written a couple of blog posts on our website. So under flywheelassociates.com slash insights, you can find things there. Um, another site is from Jim Ewell. Uh, he talks about kind of those core values just as sort of that that mindset yeah i think um if anyone does want to check out your blog your example that you gave with um the video recording it, it, you have some visuals on there and it might help them if they read that to sort of have a visual understanding of how agile marketing works in that example i would say another thing that could be really relevant uh, as people think about applying this is think about as you build websites even if it's your own personal website you know when you start off you have an idea, but you're not exactly sure what it could be. Don't necessarily think that you have to have it perfect before going out. Start with something. Start with that MVP. You have an idea, put it together, get reactions as you build along the way. Think of it as a constant beta. So maybe, you know, you give yourself, you know, one week, put together the basic framework, some words, some visuals, the content blocks, put it out there, get people to react to it. Say, well, what are you trying to go for? Based on that feedback, iterate again, do another one after another week, and then do another one. That's how we built our uh, website for strategicmomentum.co. We had an idea, we started putting it together, things changed once we started to see the layout. So you are always in this perpetual beta. That's okay. That is completely okay. Because in the end, as you constantly iterate, you're going to end up with a better outcome. I think that's yeah, a great way to leave it. Um, we're going to move on to some graduate advice in just a moment. So as always, we're going to finish off with some graduate advice. Um, so I'm going to be asking Connie a few questions that might help anyone new to the industry or who's about to graduate or might be thinking of a career change or um, just wants to hear about her story. So what tips, Connie, would you have for someone who might be looking to enter the marketing industry? 
for me, don't forget that it's always about the fundamentals of marketing. Know your audience, first and foremost. I know it sounds so simple, but many people are so caught up in the tools and technology these days and rattling off that I know this, I know that. It's not about that. To be a successful marketer, you need to know who your customer is inside and out and how the product or service you're promoting matters in their life. Because otherwise, any marketing you do is going to be completely irrelevant. And then do you have um, any resources or learning tools or any uh, communities that you think might help people if they're looking to get a little bit more involved? Well, I have to say, if you don't mind, I have a plug for Strategic Momentum here. Our whole site is really dedicated to um, advice on advancing your career and ultimately, you know, the businesses that you support. Uh, we have a range of content for the podcast, blog posts, quick tips, and even slideshare decks on more than 50 business topics. So you can get the actual advice in a matter of minutes. So it's on strategicmomentum.co. Um, other resources, though, podcasts. Our NPR is how I built this, Work Life with Adam Grant, and I actually like HBR's IdeaCast. Cool. So, yeah, that's, um, it's nice that you've listed some shows because I don't think any of my other guests have gone into too much details on podcast shows. They've sort of given um, different options like uh, across socials and things like that. And then I think the last question would be, if you were hiring someone right now who was brand new to the industry, what type of personality traits or skills would you be looking for? For me, it's breadth versus depth. So what I mean by that, someone who has actually had some experience across a variety of areas versus really honing in on one specific one, because in today's you know workplace, you have to be able to cut across many different fields, particularly in marketing, right? Because all of your marketing activities, all those channels are interlinked. And if you don't understand the integration of them and how they work in concert, you're not going to be fully effective. I'd say another thing is aptitude. And I think, yeah, that's a good way to summarize in a sense that you can learn all of those small things along the way, but having those attitudes and that initiative um, is what stands out. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to finish off right there. Thank you for being an awesome guest. I hope everyone's learned something new from this episode. I know that I certainly have. Um, and yeah, thanks again for your time. Thank you for having me.